we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. This is a tough Monday, man. man every Back Monday. to the work week. Every Monday is tough, but guess what? At least you get to uh, wake up and be alive to tough through it. That's right. But some people didn't make it yesterday. You are right. Some people ain't make it this morning. They made it yesterday, but didn't woke make up it this, morning. this morning. You right. You know? You right. Well, salute to everybody. Uh, this was my last car show of the year. It was a two-day show. I'm never going to do a two-day show again. It's just a lot. Um, but uh, shout out to everybody that came out. I had such an amazing time. There were so many kids, so many families. Uh... Shout out to the whole team up here who came and showed love and supported. Red was supposed to DJ for an hour, wound up DJing for six hours. Thank you, Red. 
Um, shout to Louis V DJ the second day. Shout to everybody that brought their cars out. Shout to Lincoln Tech, Monster Energy, Branson, Hardeen, and Coconut Water, all the sponsors. Uh, it was just an amazing family fun event. My kids had a great time. My parents were there. There were so many people there that listened to the show. So I just want to say salute to everybody and thank you so much for a successful two-day show. And we had uh this was the fifth show this year, and I just want to salute to everybody. Drop a bomb for everybody that comes out. Such an amazing time. So many families having a good time. We've never had an incident, never had a problem. It's just a lot of fun. And so it's like a community. Like my kids be running around or somebody's kids be running around and everybody keeping an eye on everybody else's kids. And of course, we got tons of security to make sure everything is safe. But I just want to say salute to everybody. I had such an amazing time. And uh, after the show today, I'm going to sleep. Just want to put that out there. How was your weekend? Oh, uh, the weekend was great, man. Did nothing. Absolutely, positively nothing, which is my favorite thing to do. Lay around the house uh, with the wife and kids. Mm -hmm. That's what I did all weekend long. I look forward to that. And salute to London, man. Drop a bomb for London. London sold out. Who, you got to tell people who London I'm is. I'm about to. London is my daughter that Charlemagne would not purchase a bracelet from her. That sure wouldn't. Right? But she sold out. Like, people came and they was like, I'm buying one for me and one for Uncle, uh, for stale snacky who didn't buy one. So does she, she was. Does she have a cause attached to it yet? She, no, she's an entrepreneur. No, she needs a cause. She doesn't need no cause. She so absolutely She made all these bracelets and sold out. She was so excited. I think she made, at the end of the day, she made like $900. But she was happy. After she wanted sushi, she was like, Dad, I'll pay, I'll pay. For, I'm like, hey, baller, little 10-year-old baller. But salute to her and shout out to everybody that uh, purchased a bracelet from her. All right. Now, Fab Five Freddy will be joining us this morning. Man, the icon living Fab Five Freddy. Uh, there is a new podcast, the 50 Years of Hip Hop podcast series that's hosted by Fab Five Freddy. But uh, even bigger than that, man, Fab Five Freddy is a hip hop journalist. Mm -hmm. We all stand on his shoulders. That's I don't right. care if you're a radio personality, a VJ, a journalist, a VJ. If you've done anything in that space, uh, Fab Five Freddy absolutely positively laid the foundation for that. So we'll be talking to Fab Five Freddy uh, later this morning. All right, and let's get the show cracking. Front page news, Heaven Figaro will be joining us. We got a lot to discuss, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to some front page news. All right, I just want to say, I, uh, this is pretty dope. Jalen Brown, he becomes the first active NBA player to participate in a big three game. So, uh, salute to Jalen Brown, of course, for the Boston Celtics. And uh, he jumped into Ice Cube's big three game league. I've seen everybody talking about that over the weekend. Yeah, drop on the clues bounce for Jalen Brown. I mean, you know, big three is already uh, legitimized, but that definitely brings the, uh, even more legitimacy Absolutely. to what the, what the big three is doing. That's right. Now, let's talk about what happened in Jacksonville. Very sad case. Yeah, I hate uh, starting off Mondays uh, with sad news, but we have to report what's on the front page news, and we are dealing with yet another racially motivated shooting, this time in Jacksonville, Florida. Let's go to NBC for the report. In Jacksonville tonight, a community grieves over lives tragically lost. This is tough. This is home. Angela Carr, Gerald Deshaun Gallion, and Anult Joseph Laguerre, known as AJ. Shot and killed Saturday after a gunman opened fire at a Dollar General store. Pretty sad what happened. Really sad. The FBI now investigating this as a racially driven hate crime. He was a failure as an individual because he hates a group of people and decided he wanted to kill them. 
The Jacksonville Sheriff identified the gunman as 21-year-old Ryan Christopher Palmetter, who penned writings detailing what he thought about the black race and what he planned to do. Today, Florida's governor calling the violence unacceptable. Targeting people due to their race has no place in the state of Florida. So sad. Yeah, really sad. And, you know, we have to stop pretending like this rhetoric. You know, uh, when uh, the governor went to the press conference, you know, some folks that were saying, you know, this is not about uh, politics, but it absolutely, you know, a lot of this rhetoric is spewed, you know, through uh, a lot of these political discussions. And speaking of white supremacy, Vivek Ramasamy was also under fire uh, this weekend for comparing uh, white supremacists to finding a unicorn. He basically said, if I if I find a white supremacist, it's the same as finding a unicorn. Let's take a listen to that. And then we're going to talk about it all on the other side. I'm sure the boogeyman white supremacist exists somewhere in America. I've just never met him. <laughs> never seen one. Never met one in my life. Right. Maybe I'll meet a uh, maybe I'll meet a unicorn sooner. And, and maybe those exist, too. I mean, what is there to say that we haven't said before? Mm -hmm. Like, like, what conversation are we going to have that we haven't had before? You know, even with somebody like, you know, Vivek, it's like, why am I going to go back and forth debating with, you know, somebody about whether or not white supremacy exists when we have a, another example? Of course it, it exists. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just mm -hmm. have to, we're, we're talking about another example right now. But like, once again, what are we going to say that we haven't said before? Yeah. Uh, he also uh, said that uh, black representative Ayanna Presley was a part of the modern uh, KKK because she said we don't need any more black faces that don't want to be a black voice. So, again, Charlemagne, to your point, you know, we've talked about this over and over. We understand this rhetoric fuels this. Uh, it was clearly uh, in his manifesto. And just uh, as a FYI, these guns were purchased legally. Uh, one was an AR-15 style rifle. He had no background, but he was committed for involuntary uh, psychiatric evaluation in 2017. Uh, so uh, just as FYI, also the Florida law known as the Baker Act, it did not show up in his background check because the because he was not actually committed for treatment. So, guys, what do you think? Should uh, it yeah. be in the background check, even Thanks. if you've been uh, for involuntary evaluation and not just committed? What do you think about that? Absolutely. I think when there's any case like that, you know, a lot of these cases, if somebody does have a mental problem or there are situations, sometimes it doesn't show up on your background report. And in this situation, I mean, obviously. Obviously, the, the gentleman has problems and well had problems and that should have been flagged immediately. There's no way somebody like that should have been able to purchase two firearms and use those two firearms for exactly what he wanted to use it for. That's insane. Insane. Mm -hmm. And the, the crazy part is Florida is a place where an act of white supremacy, you know, happened. But you can't even discuss with kids in classrooms how these situations come to be historically. Right. You know, you can't, That's right. you can't even talk about how we got here. That's right. That's right. All right. Which is critically important. And I, as a, you know, I was really disappointed in uh, one of the uh, local representatives. Uh, you know, she, when uh, Governor Santos was there talking, you know, the, the crowd was heckling him, Charlemagne, just for that reason, you know, for what he's doing, you know, to history. And uh, he was cut off, you know, and said, you know, let's, let's not do this at this time. And I think he should have got all the smoke, you know, while he was there, you know, face to face, you know, to, to really deal with, to, to make that connection, like you just made, uh, Charlemagne, that all of this, you know, plays, plays a role uh in into uh you know what it is that those folks are dealing with so rest in peace to those victims and to the entire community uh that is suffering uh this tragic loss yeah and i, I hate using uh woke terms like anti anything but yeah ron DeSantis has absolutely fueled uh, a lot of anti-blackness in florida so yeah he deserves a lot of that smoke all right mm -hmm. well that is front page news tesla we'll see in a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. 
I know it's Monday. I'm tired. I'm sure you are, but we got to get through it. So 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now here and tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, peace and blessings, man. How you doing, Envy? Sean Stone, what's up, brother? I'm good, brother. I just wanted, hey, Charlamagne, come on. Peace, King, peace. How's everything with you, Charlamagne? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm just wondering when I'm going to get my invitation, man, to come up to the breakfast club, man. Mm. Sean Stone told me that, you know, we had Trav up there. We had a lot of people up there. He's a long-time listener. And, and he wanted an invitation to, to, to come up here before we pick a host. Yeah, man. I want to call out of work one day and come join uh, the great Charlamagne DJ Envy, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you should do that. I don't think you should call out of work. You know, you got a great job. You got great benefits. Yes. I don't think you should call out of work to come on air because there's no lie you can tell because everybody going to hear you on the radio. Well, well, I'm not going to lie to my job. I'm just going to use my personal sick days to call out but you're not sick you're gonna be up here Sean they're gonna hear you Sean you're not thinking this through buddy it's, brother listen listen it's okay no you know it's I mean? not it's not a problem <laughs> you can't say you can't say wanna... you sick you can't tell your job you sick and then they I'm hear not you on gonna... radio <laughs> see, see I'm not gonna say I'm sick I'm just gonna take a personal day brother show me some love man let me come up there and just see what you do man you know what I mean? I love the media game. Show me some love, Charlamagne. Come on, man. Yeah, man. We love you, brother. You know? Uh, we love <laughs> you. Evie. Yes, sir. Evie, it was great. It was great coming to your car show. It was great bringing my son. I brought my co-worker, Manny, with his son. We had a great time. I supported your daughter. My son actually supported your daughter with a bracelet. Thank you, brother. You know what I mean? It was great taking pictures with you with you and your wife and it was just a great event man and i just love the whole energy man thank you brother appreciate you man and salute to your son i met your son this weekend man yeah yeah shout out to chase stone man i love you chase you know what i mean show me show me some love brother I, i'm on, showing man. you all the love in the world you know what i mean that don't I'm mean i come with an invite though to the breakfast club to call. <laughs> hello who's this hey black north trucker no hey I just wanted to say, you know, my chest about the um, the car show, man. It was amazing. I, my family had a good time. I was I was all I was amazed to see how your kids were able to walk around, you know, play with other people's kids, and it was like you said, it was it was no nothing bad happened. We had a great time. Yeah, nah, my kids had a, a great time. I mean, they love the car shows because it gives them an opportunity to really just enjoy themselves. And like I tell everybody, that's what it's about. It's it's your kids playing with my kids and. You know, we have enough security and safety there to make sure all the kids are straight. But also, it's a big community. Everybody's looking over each other, kids, and just everybody had a great time. And salute to you bringing your family out, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks. Hello, who's this? Yeah, good morning, Breakfast Club. This is Blue from the Bronx. Blue from the Bronx. Get it off your chest, brother. Yeah, this one right here is for Charlemagne. You know how you always say Florida people are crazy, the Bronx people are crazy? That's a fact. Yeah, he'll say this little slick. He'll make a slick remark, but then he don't let nobody respond. He hang up the phone. I just want you to stop hanging up the phone. Get the man a chance to respond to I, I don't even. I don't. I don't even control the phone, sir. But go ahead, respond to him. Yeah, I just want him to talk. I said, there's some crazy people in the Bronx. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you don't ever give nobody a chance to respond. So what I'm telling you is, all the slick stuff you be saying. It's Give not, a man a chance to respond. It's, it's, it's you know not I mean? slick. It's Instead a scientific fact. That's all I'm on. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. This is, this, this is science, <laughs> sir. Why are you arguing with science? Nah, nah. I, I, I mean, 
What I, all I wanted you to do when you make your slick remark, instead of just hanging up, let, 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 I'm letting let you respond and you're not responding. You just showing how crazy y'all are this morning, sir. I try to let him respond. He just said, I just want you to let me respond. I let him respond. Then he just said, I just want you to let me respond. He's just showing how crazy uh, they are. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up? Good morning, y'all. It's Zach from Rockford. Hey, Zach. Get it off your chest, brother. 
Okay, so two things real quick. It's really silly, but it always bothers me with the new movie that just came out. That the Ninja Turtles were born and raised in New York, and none of them got a New York accent. They don't speak Spanish. They don't <laughs> speak up. Jamaican. Shut up. Nothing. They just speak like they're from, like, that is true. Illinois. That is very true. Up, no, he's, he's absolutely right. Like, you're absolutely correct. And that is a very astute observation. Yo, it's not. Not everybody in, in New York is Caribbean or Spanish. Yep, dude, it, it is nuts. And the second thing, I, I released a single this Saturday. It's called On The Daily. Uh, my name is Zach Ziplock. It'd be dope if y'all could check it out. All right, I, I will say the most New York thing about the Ninja Turtles is their disguises when they're out and about are just overcoats and uh, the, 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 the hats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The detective hats. Yep. Only in New York could you get away with that because they look so suspicious, but don't nobody give a damn because <laughs> everybody minding their business. In New York, they yeah. can only get that off in New York. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello? You can hear me? I can hear you. Oh, yes. Um, I want to talk about that situation in Florida. It's just embarrassing. Like, why did that guy did it to get Ron DeSantis' the t attention? But there's one good thing that came out of it. What is that? That he's dead? He did himself a favor because if the police, I don't know, like, with some of these reactions with mass shooting, the cops are starting to get it right. Like, they're not thinking about, oh, let's shoot him in the foot. What if that was your mother or somebody else's sister or son? They're not going to go preach Louis Farrakhan quotes. They're just going to eliminate the problem. You're right, but I would I would like to take it a step further and say that I wish uh, these mass shooters, you know, if they're going to commit suicide anyway, just do it first. You know what I mean? I would rather mm -hmm. them I would rather them do that to themselves before they go into a building or go into a place and take a bunch of, you know, innocent lives. Like if you, if you don't want to be here no more, don't take that out on nobody else. Don't project that pain and that hurt on nobody else. Handle your business. I agree. I, I would rather you know I, I would rather him go get help so none of this happens. But if, if, if in the worst case scenarios, I'd rather them do themselves before they do other people. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name's Andrea. Hey, Andrea, get it off your chest. Yes, I'm calling because my husband has a show called These Cocktails on Instagram, and we're trying to get it off the ground, and we've been asking for different people to, like, share his stuff and things of that nature, but we're not getting any feedback, so I want to know, like, what's the next steps? Like, what should we do? Well, next steps to what? Shout it out. Maybe people um, are going to the keep, business. Um, just to keep growing his um his show. Because right now he's he's made over probably like we're almost at six thousand followers, and it's been less than a year. So we're like moving really fast. So just I'm just keep, trying to see what's the next thing we should do. You got to keep growing it, and then when you get it to a certain point, you know, what I mean, I wouldn't even look for no television network. I would start like my own app or something. You know, like I saw uh, Kendra G just recently did that with her single lady show. Kendra G started her single lady show on um, Instagram and Facebook and it's grown to the point now where she just launched her own you know, single ladies app. But she has that kind of mm -hmm. Uh, cachet. She's built up that kind of fan base for that show. So you just got to do the same. And it's going to take time. You know, you said a year, but you know, it might take mm -hmm. three years, it might take four years, you know, but you just got to have the patience. And if you really love what it is that you're doing, you know, keep at it. Shout it out again so people see it, so people hear it. Okay, it's for D's Cocktails on Instagram and all around. We're on Facebook and everything. Uh, one of my gay homies, uh, he says always, mm -hmm. uh, you know what they say about cocktails? Pour me one. Or tell me one. <laughs> Y'all kinky this morning. Goodbye, yes. mama. That's yeah, nice. that sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> and, that, and that homie is the godfather, Elvis Duran. Shout Drop out to Elvis. Drop one of the clues, moms for Elvis Duran, damn it.
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. The OG Steve Harvey. Well, there's a lot uh, of rumors about him over the weekend, and he addresses them. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne yeah, the God. Yeah, yeah. We Merry are the Monday. Breakfast Club. It's a Monday. Merry Monday. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Steve Harvey. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. Now, Steve Harvey was in the news the last couple of days. First was because of a tweet that uh, everybody thought that he put out. And now, it was under his, his Twitter handle, Steve Harvey. I am Steve Harvey. And he put, a comedian you don't find funny at all. Well, a lot of people didn't like that tweet. Said that it wasn't showing that uh, comedians are uh, together. And it's kind of just pointing fingers at maybe somebody that had a bad show or somebody that people didn't like. Well, Steve Harvey responded to the tweet. All right, I got to take some time to address this here. I came down here to get away, get in some nature, do some fishing. Somebody works for me on my Twitter, put a statement out that was totally negative. I got to take responsibility for it because they work for me. But the engagement was talking about name a comedian you don't think is funny. Why would I do something like that? They don't even make no damn sense. My whole brand is to be motivational. And I'm going to turn around and say something like that. You don't know where these young people at in their career, man. They could be coming up anything. I'm all about positivity. <laughs> I would have never done nothing like that. I'm so pissed off right now, man. Talking about I was trying to get some engagement. Okay. You trying to get some employment, too. My bad, y'all. Now I got to come on here and do something doing a damn selfie. So here it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Won't hey, happen again. Hey, drop on the clues, bombs for Unc. He said, I got to be on here doing a damn selfie. <laughs> damn selfie. We knew that wasn't Steve. Yeah, but we, right, we said that immediately. We said that don't sound like Steve. Yeah, we knew there had to be somebody working in social media, but he, he's right. He got to take accountability because that person does work for him. I'm just shocked that the people don't have to at least run the tweets by him before they post. Yeah, you know, sometimes you don't even like uh, this weekend for the car show. Like I was all over the place. So I had a team of people just reposting people's activity. So I don't know what they were posting. Hopefully you say they were posting car show stuff. But, you know, you had a, I had a team of people working because I was out at the car show. And why does Steve Harvey need engagement? Steve Harvey don't need no damn engagement. Steve Harvey. They must not know how, how, how much bread and paper Steve <laughs> Harvey got and how many shows he has and Steve how many Harvey things he's doing. Steve Harvey on the radio right now with us on another station somewhere. Yeah, you okay? don't, don't need no engagement. Steve Harvey on Family Feud every day. Engagement. Mm -hmm. Man, Steve caked up. Now, Steve got eggs in Walmart. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Facts. All right. Now, also, Steve Harvey uh, clears up the rumors that, uh, I guess there was a rumor that his wife was cheating on him. I didn't hear these rumors. I didn't hear this one either. I didn't really hear about it until Steve Harvey addressed it. Uh, before I get started, just let me say, I'm fine. Marjorie fine. Y'all 
Man, take all social media apps off Unk phone, man. Okay? <laughs> Stop showing Unk Steve Harvey everything that's said about him online. I blame the people around him because this is a prime example of how when a dog barks at the moon, it's nothing. But when the moon, moon barks back, back at the, the dog, dog, it's news because I knew absolutely nothing about these rumors uh, Steve Harvey was talking about. When I, when I said I didn't hear anything about it, I didn't hear not a peep. But when Steve said it, it made me wonder what the hell he's talking about. That's right. And now I know. But, you know, let's be aware of everything but acknowledge nothing because these lies and rumors are only started and created because somebody online is trying to garner some attention uh, for, for something. Absolutely. Right? You won't get it from me. Nope. I'll tell you that much. Not me either. Now, uh, let's talk about Kevin Hart. He's online crying again. You know, last week he was... Uh pretty much crying because he couldn't walk for a little bit because he tried to uh, do a, a foot race and injured himself while he was crying again. Uh, and this is because I think uh, as a father, I think we'll all cry. I cried as well. He dropped his daughter off at college. Now, he posted a, a, a video, well, a picture of his whole family, and he was crying. And he says, I'm not crying. You're crying. So proud of my daughter. I can't even say little girl anymore because you have blossomed into the most amazing young woman ever. God knows I'm beyond proud of you and that I love you with my all. Fly, have fly. The world is yours. My baby girl is off to college. I cried in the car. Hashtag the hearts. Salute to Kevin Hart. Shoot, I cry now. and I, ain't, I don't got to do that for another couple of years. Oh, you going to cry. You going to cry. I cry not thinking about it. You going to cry. Well, I mean, when you got to take that stuff up in, into her dorm room and you're setting up her dorm and she's just like, all right, guys, see you later. Yeah, you're I'm just not like, doing all that. Like, see you later. Mm -hmm. What you not doing? Yeah, I'm going to hire somebody to do all that. What you mean? The carry stuff in there and set up. Yeah, I'm not doing all no, that. She, that. She can do that. That's part of the college experience, like setting up the dorm room. Yeah, okay. I didn't go to college. Right, but Maybe you got her mom knows that. I don't know. But you got to do that for your daughter, like set it up and put the posters I'm on the wall. I'm not the handyman, bro. I know my limitations in life. I've never been a handyman. You could put a sticker on the wall, bro, and you could help make if a bed. Want, if she wants to stick it there, you could help her put her clothes in the. In the... Mm -mm. What you gonna do? You just gonna sit there and cry? I'm gonna pay for a goddamn tuition. That's what I'm gonna do. Let me come over there and punch you in your Beijing, bro. <laughs> Ask me what the hell I'm gonna do. I'm, right. I'm gonna pay for a damn tuition. All right. I'm make sure she ain't got no student loans. All right. Okay? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? What I'm all gonna right. do? You gonna hey, help see how people that? disrespect daddies all the time? What you gonna do? No. What the hell you mean what I'm gonna do? Well, yeah, well, you pay for the tuition, but you still gotta do that. Not really. I ain't gonna lie. Logan, he was like, all right, y'all, peace. He threw his, his boxes in, in one, he threw his tank tops in another, he threw his shorts, and he was like, all right, I'm out. Let's go. My daughter was all into well, Logan lights. Been, uh, Logan been the man of the Shut house, up. so you know he, he, this ain't nothing new for him. Shut up, all right. Man, go be the man on campus. That ain't nothing new. He been the man in this house for at least the past all five, right. six years. Okay, all right. You done? I'm just letting you know. You're right. All right. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. Tesla Figaro will be joining us, and Fab Five Freddy will be joining us. Fab Five Freddy, he's uh does the Fifty Years of Hip Hop podcast. And if you don't know who Fab Five Freddy is, he's, he's one of the originators living. of this. He was one of the uh, first VJs on MTV. We stand on his shoulders. That's he's not a hip hop journalist, radio personality, media personality that don't stand on the shoulders of Fab Five Freddy. He laid the foundation that we've all built things on. That's right. And we're gonna talk to him coming up. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code ENVY for a special offer when you sign up. That's code ENVY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hey everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club on this Monday. Let's get back into some front page news. What up, kids? What up, DJ Envy, Charlamagne the God? Peace to the hood whisperer. Let's talk Cornell West. It seems like he was blasting Bernie Sanders, huh? 
Yeah, uh, it's so interesting because CNN uh, actually asked Senator Bernie Sanders to respond to the question we asked uh, here on The Breakfast Club about Senator Sanders supporting President Biden. Let's take a listen. He recently criticized you for endorsing President Biden's reelection. Listen to what he said. I love the brother and, and, and you know, even in love, people have deep disagreements about these things. But I think, again, he's he's fearful of the neo-fascism of Trump. What's your reaction to that? Where I disagree with my good friend, uh, Cornell West, is I think in these really very difficult times where there is a real question whether democracy is going to remain in the United States of America. You know, Donald Trump is not somebody who believes in, in democracy, whether women are going to be able to continue to control their own bodies, uh, whether we have social justice in America, we end bigotry. Around that, I think we have got to bring the entire progressive community uh, to defeat Trump or whoever the Republican nominee will be. Uh, FYI, Cornell didn't blast Bernie and Jesus no. Christ. Right. Again, we put sauce on it. Like, I didn't put no sauce on it. These are what they wrote. Well, that's silly. Whoever wrote that is a, is, is, is a clickbait uh, connoisseur. But th that is a civil discourse between two elders. They both said they love each other. Correct. And it was nothing personal. It was just a, a difference in uh, opinions and ideologies. That's all. Mm hmm. Well, two things can be true at the same time. Do you think, Charlotte, you think, uh, you know, he, that Senator Sanders is afraid of Trump? And, and not pushing the progressive agenda or well, I think I think I think we're all afraid of uh you know democracy you know mm -hmm. uh, not 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 being around anymore like you know I don't think it's necessarily being Yo, yeah, he probably is afraid of Trump, but he's afraid of what Donald Trump will do if Donald Trump gets back into the White House. So, yeah, I, I, not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think mm -hmm. like here's, this is one of those times, right, coming up where we we not even coming up now. We really should be afraid about what's going on in our democracy, but uh, Democrats have cried wolf so many times because that's the only thing mm -hmm. they have whenever elections come around mm -hmm. is, is to push fear, to get us to vote out of fear. But this is one of those times where we all should be really afraid of what could happen to our democracy, but I don't feel the sense of urgency at all. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm afraid of him, especially when somebody gets locked up and, and a day after he gets locked up, he raises over $7 million for his campaign. That's right. That's yeah, scary. absolutely. Yeah, he raised seven point one million uh, after the Georgia arrest. Uh, four point eight, four point million, four point one million on Friday alone, which was the single highest twenty-four hour period of his uh, campaign to date. And just to add a little bit of context uh, to uh, Dr. West, when he answered that question, we were talking about for those who want to go back and watch it, we're actually talking about uh, Senator Bernie Sanders endorsing without leverage. And so remember, we were kind of wrapping that conversation around should. Should Senator Sanders have asked for more leverage before he came out for President Biden uh, immediately because he was the first one that endorsed him? So that's just a little bit of context to that um, to that conversation as well. And also, too, man, that money that Trump raised, that won't be enough. Like you got to run a campaign <laughs> and you yeah. got to pay lawyer fees. And when you look at it in the bigger scheme of things, I think they were selling those shirts, you know, forty seven dollars a pop. You know, it, let's just say one person bought a shirt for forty seven dollars. That's still only like one hundred and fifty thousand people. So I was talk I was thinking about this this weekend, right? All mm -hmm. the support that it looks like Trump has, mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know if he necessarily got it because remember we were thinking that people were going to be tearing the streets up, you know, if he, if he started getting arrested and stuff. He's mm -hmm. got 91 criminal charges, been indicted four times. I ain't seen nobody bring no smoke yet. Not that we want them to, right? But you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't think that the energy is there like we like we think it is.
Yeah, yeah. It it makes it, uh, and you're right. You know, when people are online and, and you got a good 5,000 people that are penetrating online over and over and over and over and over, we talked about this last week, it seems bigger than what it is right. in the grand scope of things. And I always point to that as well. And, oh, man, they're really making comments. It, just use Breakfast Club for an example. Uh, 8 million listeners that listen on the radio, 10 to 20 million that listen on the podcast. It's not even including, you know, YouTube and Facebook and all those things. So when you see 10,000 people or 5,000, even 50,000, it seems like a big number but the reality of it is when you talk about millions and millions of voters uh, it's not representative of you know what people are actually thinking but it appears that way because as we talked about uh conservatives or trumpers or whatever you want to call them they organize really well and making it appear bigger than what it is so yeah. are there black vendors out there that are selling shirts that's what i want to know are we getting some money off of this as well or, or what and then i was looking at uh abc news yesterday and it said that polling shows half of americans want Donald Trump to suspend his campaign. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know if this, this, this like like Terry yeah. said, this support that we see online, this noise we see online, I don't know if it's reflected in the real world, man. But, but you know what? With, with, you know, maybe it's not on in the streets, but I mean, it seems like they donating in their pockets. You know what I mean? $7.1 million in two days is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It, it is, but it's, it's like... A, and this, a, in four point, this was the highest... You said the highest one day total? It is, but it's 150,000 people if you do the math. It's roughly around 150,000 people if one person bought a shirt for $47. Well, and just for clarity, single highest 24-hour period for his campaign. So not in history, but just for his campaign. Mm -hmm. And again, they said three out of four dollars that is raised will be spent on legal fees. And don't forget all of those other defendants. They don't have attorneys as well. So folks are saying, are you going to help them out? You're going to slide them a couple of dollars, put it on their books, help them with the attorneys, something. So uh, a lot of this money. Four dollars? That's what experts Jesus are saying. Of course, Christ. you know, we don't know that, but that's pretty much, I mean, there's a lot of legal fees involved with yeah. 90 plus charges. Yeah, and it, and, I, and, it, and it was, I'm telling you, go read that article about how, you know, Trump's indictments aren't giving him the bounce and support that he thinks, he, that he claims, you know, because polling shows half of Americans want him to suspend his campaign. But I think the, the biggest question is, it's probably, you know, what we're looking like, it's probably going to go between Trump and Biden. Uh, can Trump beat Biden or can Biden beat Trump is the question. Uh, I think in a general election with everything that Donald Trump has over his head, I think Joe Biden beats Donald Trump. I I think a half-dead Joe Biden beats Donald Trump. in this current in this current climate, well, him, having half nine, dead body. him having ninety one criminal okay, with three fourths dead. Oh, but him having ninety one criminal charges and um you know four indictments. All right. Well thank you, Tez. Yeah. Uh, can I give a quick shout out? Uh, I want to give a quick shout out. I got a chance to hang out with SWV, one of the best girl groups in our history. Okay. So shout out to Taj uh, from SWV. She was so sweet. She made sure I grabbed me and pulled me up on stage. And it really was uh, just like a, a dream come true. I'm, I'm sure you guys uh, love Week and all of the classics. Of I can see you singing it now, uh, Charlemagne. So uh, this was just a great, great opportunity. Really, really sweet ladies. And I appreciate them uh, looking out. Yeah, all right. SWV. What up, all right. Yeah. And uh, make sure you subscribe to Tesla Figaro's podcast, The Straight Shot, No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network and follow Tesla Figaro on all social media platforms at Tesla Figaro. All right. Well, that is front page news. Now, when we come back, Fab Five Freddy will be joining us. That's right. He's here to discuss 50 years of hip hop podcasts and so much more. So we're going to kick it with Fab Five Freddy when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, a legend when it comes to this hip hop thing. On, man. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Fab Five Freddy. Welcome, brother. Hey, hey, man. Pleasure to be here, man. What's happening? What's man, happening? Pleasure to have you, brother. Oh, man. Thanks so much. And you know, we just celebrated 50 years of hip hop. Incredible. Did, did you ever think that hip hop would take it this far? To quote the late great I know, I love that quote. Wallace? Not not at all. Wow. Not at all. I mean, I mean, I was clearly thinking of, like, you know, in terms of the moves I made, having some control over the narrative, you know, being that, being aware that people that look like us in previous generations of our culture didn't have that ability to host the shows, mm -hmm. the, you, know, the, you know, the footprint that you guys have and the things that others like us in media and do these things have been done. So that was like a super significant thing that I thought about from beginning, but mm -hmm. to see it come to this point globally, the most listened to mm -hmm. form of uh, music mm -hmm. around the world still is just uh, astonishing. Let, let's let's go back for people that don't know who Fab Five Freddy is. Um, so let's let's start from the beginning. How you got into this thing called hip hop and and, and what you created? Because you started off as a graffiti artist, right? And uh, I'm sure you were tagging trains back in the day because that was the thing to do. The trains that was the thing to do. The trains, mm -hmm. the walls, the buses, right? Anywhere. It was an audacious thing to do. When when I think back. Mm -hmm. Um, so many New York teenagers back then in the 70s just felt like it was okay to put your name anywhere you felt it needed to be. And then the competition of that developed into a real, you know, refined and defined form of expression. Ways of using them spray cans that nobody ever envisioned anywhere. Like, you know, spray cans is just, just you know, to paint an old piece or whatever right. in, around the house. Now we've created... You know, a, a way to make murals that kind of tell stories about who we are and where we are and what we want to be and do and all those things. It was like a fantasy. And then that began a journey that I kind of helped lead, taking graffiti art into galleries, turning it into something called street art, mm -hmm. which is also like a global thing. You know, probably heard of my homie, rest in peace. Jean-Michel Basquiat, yep. absolutely. young brother out of Brooklyn, and we met on that downtown scene, had mm -hmm. similar aspirations, mm -hmm. figure out a way to be artists. Like Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. Was Basquiat in the graffiti too? Or? Yeah, he used to, Jean was tagging, but he was putting up these like poetic phrases, quotes, that mm -hmm. were not in any way like typical graffiti, but it was a part of graffiti, and nobody knew he was a young brother doing it. Initially, he started out doing something called Samo, which mm -hmm. was short for, short for same old shh, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And then that developed, and then we met, and he was on the scene, he turned out to be a brother, like he was doing stuff around Soho in the village area. Mm -hmm. People didn't know he was a brother, and we met at a party, um, right as I'm kind of stepping on that downtown art scene, and we both had similar aspirations to try to figure this out. So we began to, you know, we kind of linked up and were in the same circuit. Blondie was somebody that we met Pretty much at the same time, I'm in their ear about this new culture. And then they kind of took us under their wings, so to speak, and brought out work. Some of the first people to buy paintings from myself and Jean-Michel and then made, um, you know, took some inspiration from them stories I told them and made a record called Rapture. Mm -hmm. Hold on, we got to stay here for a minute. And Rapture was the first video on MTV. That was one of the MTV's first videos, which I'm featured in, along with Jean-Michel. I tried to get Flash, was supposed to have come, mm -hmm. to be the DJ I had met. Because, you know, was working on the first hip-hop movie, Wild Style, right. mm -hmm. in that same time frame, early 80s. I said, Flash, come down and be in this video. You know, to think that there was no MTV at that time, so we did, music video was not a thing. But still, I'm like, they had this idea to create a music video all the people we hung out with were in the video flash never showed up mm -hmm. so i said jean stand at the turntables 
And I tried to tell him, but Jean just stood there with a grin on his face. So in the rapture, talking about Basquiat, yeah, yeah, Jean yeah. Basquiat. So as Debbie starts to rap, and the first line is Fab Five, Freddie told me everybody's fly. She's saying it to Jean, and then she, you know, the song goes on. So that turned out to be one of MTV's first videos when the channel launched, and uh, close to ten years later, they would they were kind of pressured into trying to you know to to do a show about rap music and I got the call Yo MTV Raps Yo MTV oh, Raps oh. What MTV was trying to do it's interesting that you you guys are now you know have this big position doing radio because the guys like you absolutely the guys like you laying that oh, foundation man. yep well you know the thing was radio was pretty segregated and in the American charts I mean England was different that's why I referenced America pop pretty much meant white essentially right. so no matter what kind of record you made if you, you could you know make a record that was pop in all the de de descriptive ways the people doing it were black they would most often off end up on the R&B or the soul chart or the dance chart and so MTV was set up to try to mirror that um, a visual form of what of what American radio stations were mm -hmm. and so when black acts got big they were like why am I not getting any love on there and so with the exception of a little Lionel Richie a little Prince um, there was very little black music to be seen and then um, I think it was Michael Jackson's label uh, Columbia's um, CBS, if I'm not mistaken, Epic, mm -hmm. which, whichever one of those, really uh, pressured them. And they said, listen, we're going to pull all our other acts, which included Bruce Springsteen, off of MTV if you don't play Michael Jackson. I think that specifically was Billie Jean. Mm -hmm. And then they played it. The numbers went through the roof. And then came Thriller and everything like that. So that really, they had to realize that it's time to change up that mm -hmm. attitude. And then there were two young white guys at MTV, Peter Darty and then Ted Demi. Rest in peace, uh, Peter. I'd known on the downtown scene. He knew things I was moves I was making with Blondie and mm -hmm. and the and hip hop's first film Wild Style, and so he um was in their ear like records were selling like crazy. Run DMC, LL, some of those first early hip hop records were going crazy. No marketing, no promo, and so they said, okay, we're gonna try try this out. And they tried it. And you yeah. wasn't you wasn't upset with leaving or you wanted to leave or was it? Well, when it ended about six or seven years in, which was incredible run, it was kind of sad that it came to an end. But I realized like, you know, those acts that debuted on your MTV raps were so pivotal. They were so defining of the culture. Like the first time people saw, you know, Tupac, mm -hmm. N.W.A., mm -hmm. you know, Luke and them. I would go to these areas where Hell they were. Yeah, you, you invented that. Everybody that's doing these shows now where they go to where people are, that's mm -hmm. absolutely Fab Five Freddy. Fab Five Freddy invented the on-location conversation. And I know you say you didn't see hip-hop going this far, but as far as hip-hop becoming mainstream, you played a big role in that. Like, when I think of the movie Wild Style, like, what did that movie mean to you and hip-hop at that, at that time? Yeah, the idea that I had had for Wild Style was to show a way to show the connection between all these elements that are part of hip hop now. That didn't exist before. So the idea was to make a film that showed the connection between this rapping, this DJing, the breakdancing, and the visual form of expression graffiti. And I hooked up with this cat, Charlie Ahern, who was an underground filmmaker on the downtown scene in New York. Mm -hmm. He had made a super low budget movie about kung fu that had caught my eye. When I linked with him, I basically pitched this idea for the movie 
And he said, essentially, let's get busy. So then we started researching, um, going to parties in the Bronx, going to the T Connection, the Ecstasy Garage, meeting Busy B, Cold Crush, Fantastic, Funky 4 Plus One More, including Shy Rock. And that was how, to jump back to the Blondie thing, when they got the opportunity to host Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live they also got to pick who the support act was. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to bring somebody hip-hop on. So we talked about Flash and the Furious Five. Of course, they were big. But then I said, you know, the Funky Four, similar to Blondie, has a female like yeah. out front. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a nice counterbalance. All right, we got more with Fab Five Freddy. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Fab Five Freddy. Charlemagne? I keep hearing you talk about you wanted to make sure hip-hop was presented in the right way. Correct. Mm -hmm. Right? So I, I wonder, like, what are your thoughts on the genre of hip-hop now? Well, you know, hip-hop has continually amazed me with the different turns and the evolutions that have happened within it. That's been the most fascinating thing for me. Some of the things that I've hoped for have come to light. Like, I remember in the very early days when it was all pretty much throw your hands in the air, waving like you just don't care. Everybody say, oh, it was pretty much a party, uplifting kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. But then I said, man, if somebody can figure out a way to say something that was socially relevant, I knew that would elevate us. And that was the message. Broken mm -hmm. glass everywhere, everywhere. You know, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Mm -hmm. Really articulated how a lot of people were living in New York and other hoods. And everybody got the memo that we can now throw our hands in the air and have a party, but we can talk about our realities in these streets. And that was exciting. So there's been things that have happened along the way that I've been really enthusiastic about. Obviously, when the conscious movement came in, me working with KRS-One in, in the beginning and Chuck D and everything, that opened up a whole nother chamber that was incredible. Didn't see it coming, but it was definitely needed. And I think hip hop is gonna fit. It constantly figures out a way. It evolves. It's like a it's like a living organism, mm -hmm. and different things affect it. Come in. It may go off the track a little bit with certain things, and then it'll come back with something that totally blows blows us away. Like I think the African, even though it's not specifically hip hop, it's very inspired by the things that we've done. So the so the Afro beats mm -hmm. and the Ama Piano, which is a sound coming out of South Africa, mm -hmm. a young kind of dance type sound, which is unique, is incredible as well, as well as what the cats in England have figured out on the grime side, you know, Stormzy and those cats that were constantly early in the early days of what they were doing, they were constantly trying to emulate rap groups from over here. I went to England and covered them during the UMTV Raps era. Mm -hmm. I remember London Posse was one of the hottest groups at the time that had a New York East Coast kind of rap flow, but they never really blew up as big mm -hmm. as they wanted to in England, but then they figured out how to do it in their own way with their own slang and their own way way of speaking and they made some dope records and blew ups yeah cause I thought about that with y'all like what was the future for VJs back then like did y'all even know what the future looked like like what what, what did y'all aspire to be after the VJ thing well good question thankfully for me I was doing something prior I was already making moves you know making art uh, you know making films like Wild Style and mm -hmm. the VJ thing just came to me really honestly which was great People would run up to me, I want to do this, how do you do it? I was like, man, I'd be awkward because I'm like, I can't tell you how to do it. There's no go to M go to VJ school to right. do this. It was just a moment. Uh, clearly, MTV is a different, it, you know, all that stuff. Like, 
doesn't exist. People can do millions of people do that on YouTube, <laughs> you know, if you will. Um, so there wasn't really a clear path, if you will. But if you like, you see, like I think, interestingly, um, Ed Lover going to radio along with Dr. Dre initially and being really good at it mm -hmm. was a great transition. Mm -hmm. There were some people that had worked at radio behind the scenes and whatever that then came to MTV. Uh, Stephen Hill. Had been a mm -hmm. had been a radio person mm -hmm. and then transitioned to become one of the producers at MTV. But yeah, I, I, that's a good one, man. There wasn't too many clear paths mm -hmm. other than radio or some type of TV announcing, maybe commercials and whatever. But for me, like I wanted to just get back to doing the, the things that I'm doing. I'm like an obsessive creative, mm -hmm. and uh, so that's it. You know, it's just creating, and that's still I mean, what I primarily do. Do you do you remember that day you shot with NWA? When, when you went out there yeah that was a good one yeah mm -hmm. that, and it became a lot of people's favorite show I remember it vividly we, we had been playing videos by Easy on the channel and Ted Demi and would he would talk to Easy often and Easy was like man I want y'all to come out we have a new group and um, I remember them sending us a memo the day before I said listen nobody don't wear anything red or oh, blue. anything black wow. no black either no, I'm sorry. Red or blue. Bad. Red or blue. Mm -hmm. um, wear black is what they said. And I was like, man, I've been to L.A. a bunch of times, but I didn't understand the dynamics in the hood. You know, mm -hmm. I'd be in West Hollywood, in and out, on some art business or what have you. And so we we was like, okay, so we want to show people this, this scene. So let's rent a flatbed truck and let's ride around because, you know, we hadn't seen, like, what the hood mm -hmm. was like or any semblance of L.A., and so we meet at the Welcome to Compton sign, and then we get on this flatbed truck and ride around and do segments from the truck. They take us to a swap meet, and mm -hmm. they give us a little insight on how they live. And it was crazy. It was a, I knew it was going to be a great show. I get back to the hotel, and I put the Walkman on, with, got the cassette mm -hmm. of the new album, the N.W.A. album, Straight Outta Compton. I listened to it for the first time, and I'm literally snatching the headphones off my head can't believe the things that they're saying F the police and just the aggressiveness and the music was am am amazing and incredible but the things they were saying I was like man MTV is not gonna let this this happen they're gonna pull this man we done shot this incredible show riding around mm -hmm. it's nothing's gonna happen well the videos they weren't able to play the video for Straight Outta Compton but they still had other videos and other content and the and the interview played and it and it took off. Man, it took off so lovely. When you talk, when you hear the the Mount Rushmore of hip hop, right? Mm. Wh who, who's your on your Mount Rushmore as far as artists are concerned? Well, you know, when when I get asked those kind of questions, I'm basically like, I've loved so many, and I and I'm also aware that there's different eras mm -hmm. where different people were the most important people at that time. Right. So as the eras have evolved. That my Mount Rushmore would it would be various versions based on, but I'm a lyrics guy. Okay, primarily so, so based on lyricism. Oh man, it'd be in the beginning. You know, I, I'll screw up and I, I, I won't. I'm sure there's names I'll forget. But in the beginning, of course, you know, like Can only be four for every era. Look at you, you know, <laughs> Melly Mel, Melly Mel, uh, Mo D, mm -hmm. Kaz. Cowboy, you okay. know, and then going on f further from that, you know, Kane, mm -hmm. Rakim, G Rap. Okay. People forget about G Rap a lot. Oh, and man, I don't understand why, because when you listen to G Rap, you, 
you clearly get it. I mean, his lyrical game was masterful. Mm -hmm. Just incredible way he played with words. Um, who else was my other fourth from that from that early period? I guess I would have to put. I drop a cube in there. Cube, okay. You know, and then moving forward, you know, you know, Biggie, mm -hmm. Pac, of course, mm -hmm. you know. I'm stuck right now. Okay, <laughs> okay. I, I can't think of all the names that I would love, but pretty much those that you know, Nas, of course, who I luckily got to direct his one of his first one videos. mic, right? He did one mic, one love, one love, one love. Yeah, that that uh, Q-Tip produced, you know. So, man, just then, and then to see Nas still putting out incredible music yep. on a consistent basis. It's like a jazz artist. It just look. I got something to say. I'm not pressured. It's not about the paper, if you will. I'm just want to express this. I'm gonna drop this on you, and so it's it's he just get that from his pops, probably. One more time. And he probably get that from his pops. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oludara, who used to live near me in Harlem, and we would talk because you know, and that's that's a key thing that Nas has, similar to something that Rakim has. Both of them. Obviously, Nas' dad's a jazz musician. Mm -hmm. Rakim had jazz musician. Um, it was a, a sing. I can't remember her name, but earlier connection to to jazz and that sensibility, I think, is a is a big part of his flow and his dynamic as an artist. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Fab Five Freddy when we come back. It's the Breakfast. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty confidence is beautiful learn more at meaningfulbeauty.com i bet you're smart yeah and you like to hold your own in the group chat we can help you drop even more knowledge my name is martine powers and i'm elahe Azadi. we host a daily news podcast called post reports Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. 
You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Oh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Fab Five Freddy. Charlemagne? You did Pac's first interview, right? First first time on national TV, TV um, okay. a lot of those cats, um, the first time I interviewed Pac was on this set of the movie Juice. And um, and then we held that show until the movie dropped a few months later. And then we aired it, you know, and I also did a cameo in Juice mm -hmm. as myself, mm -hmm. you know, hosting your MTV raps while the DJ battle was going on. And uh, yeah, talk about that set, Juice, classic movie to this day. Man, amazing! Um, really, so many good. stars from that movie too. Yeah, a lot of good stars, a lot of just really good dynamics. Um, and I'm pretty sure Tupac would definitely have excelled in acting, and clearly would have been Oscar nominated by now. His uh, dynamism on the screen was just something. I think like like people like that have been able to do it in music and then do it on the screen. Mm -hmm. it's, just a, it's just a rare group of people that have been able to do that and still, you know, resonate to us in such a powerful way. But yeah, Pac and I were pretty tight. Now, this, this, the second time I interviewed Pac, once again, this was pre-Death Row. I liked to, this one because it was the first time he, I, I knew his uh, background, like he had a Black Panther link mm -hmm. family-wise. And that was the first um, time he'd spoken about that mm -hmm. when I pulled that out of him and he explained how his mother was a panther father that, so that that fire and that awareness of what they were fighting for um, was was a part of his his consciousness so which was really interesting he was a dynamic cat like I mean he could be the most militant F.O.Y. Fruit of Islam Black Panther and then spin on a dime and just be the illest thug and that was, I think, a part of the actor in him. He could completely be those people or any other people I'm sure he would have gotten to play in films. He would have been super effective and compelling. So that was a great loss. So you saw that back then? even Absolutely. Okay. Because wow. it was just, you talking to him and he, you know, and then he'd flip and be just super hood. And I think the persona that he remained in for most of the his public life after was the persona of Bishop in Juice. Mm. Like, that was this character that you know, he wanted to, come on, everybody and as many people wanted, wished to have been a big dude on the 
New York scene or a strong cat that can flex like in Harlem and all that. And Juice was his way to do that. And because come on, he he wasn't that dude prior, but he stayed in that character largely and then unfortunately got caught up in this that and the third mm -hmm. on the new york side mm -hmm. if you know the drama and then mm -hmm. and went west coast and you would think he was born in south central the way he he repped you know on cali, yep. out there in cali which so super effectively but he could uh he was convincing in any of those genres or any of those formats he would put himself in why do you think commercially because you was there from the inception why do you think commercially the west coast took off, it seems like to me, before the East Coast. Like I'm talking about with the massive mainstream success that we see mm. in hip hop now. Interesting. I just, I don't know, that's... Um, but but would you say that? Because you had Run DMC, you had LL was, Cool J, you yeah, had... I thought it was their turn. Yeah, we we blew up big and, and dug out and planted a firm foundation. That's why this culture still rocks so hard to this day, because the roots went deep without anything going viral too early or people jumping out there too soon. And so Death Row was a monster. Snoop Dogg sold, what, 800 plus thousand his first and second week. Uh, he was like the first hip-hop artist on on certain magazine covers. Like he, he really was. It was something else. That was it something was. else. And it started with NWA to me, but... Yeah, it was. It, w it was a big thing. They had an incredible movement. It was... I think it just followed... They, they added on nicely to the foundation that was laid right here in New York. Mm -hmm. And then once again, I was honored to get to direct Snoop's first video for What's My Name and turned him into a dog. And then interestingly, wow. mm -hmm. you know, I'm in the cannabis business now with a brand called Be Noble, which grew out of a film I made, which you can see on Netflix called mm -hmm. Grass is Greener. And I got Snoop is in my film. And Snoop tells a story, which I didn't know, that he, Dre, I spent that whole summer mm -hmm. living with Dre in Calabasas because the first day of shooting Snoop's video, him performing on VIP records, Right after that, we changed locations in Long Beach. That turns into a, a near riot. That's like not more than a year after the LA riots. So we got shut down. Drace is fab. I got to finish Snoop's album. If you can chill and hang, we will get the video done. But my priority wow. is getting this record done. So that led, led me to spend the rest of that summer out there hanging with Dre in the dog pound, getting to know them real well, seeing Dre's process in the studio, which was remarkable. Mm. And then we would get a moment to run out and get some scenes that would be other parts of the video. And then towards the end of the summer, there was a big scene that I never got to shoot because Snoop got caught up uh, famously yeah. murdered. Murder was the case. Was the case. I said, man, I'm out of here. This is just... It's enough so enough. I'm going back going to New York. I want to document... Like Fab, you need you need a document. Absolutely, like you yourself, like mm -hmm. you have to tell oh, man. your story because you know I, I hear it in bits and pieces. Whether I've seen Vlad TV interviews, and you know, of course, uh, read the New York articles and oh, stuff. Man. But I'm like, you need a, the proper telling of Absolutely. your tale. How did you get your name? Um, I became a part of a graffiti crew called the Fabulous Five. They were the one of the dominant groups of graffiti painters in New York, which were known for doing. Uh, murals on the side of the primarily on the Lexington Avenue number five train so what you would tag up was you know you tag your name and the group you was down with and then off and then sometimes I would be referred to as oh that's Fab Five Freddy you know what I'm saying that's Fab Five Fred and when Blondie made Rapture it just embedded it and solidified it when she dropped my name when she basically was like Fab Five Freddy told me everybody's fly and I was like, man, wow, I never thought of it as the whole thing, mm -hmm. but that's a good look, you know what I mean? She represented and gave me a look, and it 
And boom. So that's how that really came together. I just want you to, to, to tell people how difficult it was to tag trains back in the day. It was. So it just, was just talk about that There's briefly. a great documentary that was done the same time we making Wild Style, early mm -hmm. 80s. There was a documentary called Style Wars that illustrates, that, yep. in fact, K. Slay, who was a young Slay. graffiti yep. writer named Dez, is featured as a young graffiti writer. And he's, uh, you see him in Style Wars. Yeah, I mean, you had to know where the trains, what we call, call, the, call the layup, or in times when the rush hour is not running, the, the, the extra trains are placed in different areas in the city, sometimes in tunnels, sometimes at the yards. So you had to know which train you wanted to get to get up on, where that train was going to be, whether in a tunnel or way up in the train yards at the end of the train line somewhere. And then you had to be stealthy on some ninja type energy to get up in there because one of the objectives is also, you know, not to get caught. Mm -hmm. And so you had to have all those pieces together to get in, get out, and hopefully not get caught. You ever got caught tagging a train? Never. Never. If you get caught, one of your sentences was to go wash walls. So you, <laughs> you had to clean the graffiti off the train. Put on the overalls. They, 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 they give you a bucket and a bunch of chemicals, and you be at some platform in some station having to clean walls, feeling like, man, they, I got caught out here. I feel like I'm like a herb now, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't easy. It mm -hmm. was a very difficult thing. And uh, it's just amazing how something that people thought was just vandalism back in the day became something so synonymous Art. with New York City. It gave the city character. You see it in video games, cartoons, yep. everything. Yes. Like, that blows my mind, you know? Graffiti fonts. You know, you can yep. get a font and just use graffiti lettering. So that's, that's really satisfying that's to see that it that a lot of these ideas we had have really worked and I'm excited for the next 50. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining Fab us. Five Freddy. Thanks Fab for having Fab me, Freddy. man. Honored to be up here with you guys. Honored to have you, brother. Doing. Absolutely. It's the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Good morning. Drink, drink. Sit down. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Yes, indeed. On this Monday, shot the Louis V. Louis uh, V is here. Our guy, Louis V. What up, Louis V? Merry Monday, by the way, man. Mm -hmm. As merry as it can be to be a Monday. But you should be grateful that you woke up this morning because there's so many people that woke up dead today. Okay. Jesus. So happy Merry Monday. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors and let's talk about Bob Barker. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the breakfast club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. The price is right, bitch. What movie is that from? I have no idea. It's Happy Gilmore. Bob Barker was in Happy Gilmore. You didn't see Happy Gilmore? Mm -mm. All right. Well, rest in peace to Bob Barker. Of course, you know him from The Price is Right. He passed away at the age of 99. That man lived a great life. Drop on the clues bomb for Bob Barker. All you idiots that be saying stuff like life is short when somebody passes away at 99, you're stupid. Now, uh, when they reported it, I mean, it, there were so many people. He was uh, he served in World War II. He was a Navy fighter pilot. Uh, and then he got into television and he uh, returned from uh, war. He finished college in L.A. and then started his career. So definitely rest in peace. You know, it was if you read the comments, people were uh, making jokes and said that he died at ninety nine. He was the close. It was the closest to uh, going over a dollar before he got to over a dollar. Because if you watch Prices Right, you have to get under a dollar. So that's yeah. what they were saying. So well, what if he passed away? And as soon as he got in the afterlife, the first thing he heard was, come on down. <laughs> And God was like, I'm playing. Come I'm on, just playing. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. Uh, Young Thug's father uh, was uh, pretty upset. He was saying, you know, uh, it's he's kind of confusing to him why Donald Trump got a bond for his RICO charges, but his son can't. 
He said, free YSL. Trump and crew got a bond. Young Thug and YSL face the exact same charges, but no bond. Make justice fair. We deserve a fair fight, too. So Young Thug was um was tampering in the uh, uh, with an election? Young no. Thug was trying to sway the... Sway, hold on, hold on, hold on. Young Thug was trying to sway the outcome of an election? No, he was just saying the RICO charges, because they both got hit with the RICO. But it's not the same charges, my brother. Well, one was more for drugs and murder, and the other was for swaying election. Duh. I'm and a, I bet you there's people in the comments agreeing with that. Absolutely. No, nah, all, all RICOs are not created equal. That's, no. that's, that's nah. Just because it's a RICO don't mean it's the same type of RICO that, you know, Trump and them got. Yeah. Now, the reality is Trump Trump shouldn't have a bond. That man got 91 criminal charges. Right. Trump should be in somebody's jail. If you got 91 what? criminal charges and four indictments, you should be in somebody's jail. But he's white, he's rich, and he's a president. Well, that's... Former president. That's the fact. He's a former president. Absolutely. Because, so you know, there's, there's a lot of privileges that go with that. But that is not the example to use. Unless, of course, Young Thug was a... You know, trying to sway the jury. Sway, the, sway the outcome of an election. Right. Yes. Now, also, you know, you usually get a bomb because they think people think you're going to run, but Donald Trump can't run. He has the man's three hundred thirty pounds. He hasn't ran in decades. He's not three hundred. He's two hundred fifteen pounds. Not at all. But that's what he says. All right. Now, uh, salute to Diddy. Now, Diddy invests two million dollars over a twenty-four hour period supporting Black initiatives. Uh, the first one, he stopped by the Cricket Miak SWAT Challenge kickoff in Atlanta and uh, gave a million dollars donating it to Jackson State University football. So salute to Diddy. And the next one, he stopped by InvestFest, uh, hosted by, of course, Earn Your Leisure. And he gave them a million dollars to invest. And the profits and proceeds for that are going to be going to HBCU. So salute to Diddy. What you guys have done for financial literacy, I think it's time that y'all go to the next level. It's time to go to the next level. So I got got something I want to present to y'all. That Millie? Yeah, Millie. I hear you guys always talk about what you want to invest in and what you're doing. And I know you have your own investments, but I want to create a fund that was special so you guys can invest and show people through this investment how you're making money. And also, all of the proceeds of, of this are going to go to my schools in New York, Capital Prep. So as partners, my piece is going to the school and your piece is going to whoever you want to give it to. Oh, drop on the clues, bonds for Diddy. Mm -hmm. he, he finally gave Jackson State that money because he promised that money to Jackson State a while ago and folks were saying he hadn't, uh, you know, he, he promised it but hadn't gave it yet. So salute to Diddy for, for, for giving him that money to Jackson State as well as the EYL, the mm -hmm. EYL fund. Mm -hmm. And that is your rumor report. That's right. Uh, do I want to do it now? I'll do it after Donkey. I got a special announcement. I'll do it after Donkey. We'll do it now or do it later? Uh, I'll do it after Donkey. All right. Well, you know what? Might as well. We got time, right? We got yeah, four we... minutes. Man, give me the drum roll, right? Come on. Give me that drum roll. Okay? All right. Now, I got a special announcement. Uh, if you know anything about me, then you know I am a huge mental health advocate. It is something that I decided a long time ago to make my life's work. Facts. Uh, I wrote a book about it. I started an organization called the Mental Wealth Alliance. Facts. Our mission is to treat, train, and teach, uh, provide substantial state-of-the-art mental health services for underserved black communities across the U.S. Facts. And a few years ago... Myself and my organization decided every World Mental Health Day or around World Mental Health Day, we wanted to have an event called the Mental Wealth Expo, a day where we bring together some of the best mental health experts and activists in the country for a day of mental health education and healing. So I want you to save the date, put it in your Google calendar, Saturday, October 7th at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. The third annual Mental Wealth Expo is happening. Drop a bomb. That's right. 
Don't give me any up at a time like this. Come on, man. What's up, man? Okay. It's a day of mental health experts and advocates. All right. Uh, Dr. Alfie Breland Noble, Carson Daly, Dr. Rita Walker, Michelle Williams, Dr. J. Barnett, Brandon Marshall, Angela Rye, uh, Dr. Jonathan Lassiter, uh, Elliot Connie, just mm-hmm. to name a few, man. All things mental health. We got panels, live podcasts, breakout rooms, including me, Turnal, addressing the complexities of the black maternal health crisis. It is free and open to all ages. Okay, that will never change. You know, it's always free and open to all ages. Ages. Just go to he- go to mentalwealthexpo.com for more info. That's mentalwealthexpo.com for more info. But save the date, October 7th, Marriott Marquis, Times yes. Square, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., the third annual Mental Wealth Expo. Okay? Drop a bomb we'll again. see you there on October 7th. Go to mentalwealthexpo.com for more information uh, and all that good stuff. All right. Yes. Now, donkey today. Who are you giving a donkey to? Man, we need Noah Lyles to come to the front of the congregation. We'd all like right. to have a word with him, please. We'll get to that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The darkest evil in the Conjuring universe returns in The Nun 2. The sequel to the worldwide phenomenon, The Nun, follows Sister Irene as she comes face-to-face with the demonic force Valley, the Demon Nun. The Nun 2, now playing only in theaters, rated R. I was donkey up to Made it! Damn, the hee-haw again! It's time for Donkey of the Day. I'm ain't trying to be Donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Call Donkey of the Day and it really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the Donkey of the Day today? Mm. Well, just hilarious. Uh, Donkey of the Day. For Monday, August 28th, goes the U.S. track star Noah Lyles. First things first, congratulations, young man. Okay, Noah Lyles is 26 years old, and he won three gold medals this weekend at the 2023 World Championships in Budapest. He's the world's number one ranked 200-meter runner, is in the, and he's also in the top five in the 100-meter, according to World Athletics. Drop on the clues bombs for that young man. So Noah Lyles is his name. Now, with all that he's accomplished this weekend, how come when I Google this man's name this morning, all I see is a bunch of articles from Sports Illustrated, the Bleacher Report, talking about the NBA? Talking about NBA players clapping back at U.S. track star Noah Lyles, a world champion comment. What do you mean, Uncle Charlotte? What did Noah Lyles say about the NBA and why? Well, let's listen to what the young man Noah Lyles had to say. World champion of what? The United States? You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I, I love the U.S. at times. But that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. Nah, that ain't it, y'all. Young King Noah allows why. You know, the late, great uh, Larry King told me once, Charlemagne, the most important question you can ask in an interview is why. And I believe we have to start applying that, that, that to life. Just ask why sometimes. Why, Noah allows on the biggest day of your athletic career, you just decided to randomly shoot at some other people 
who aren't even playing the same sport as you. Now, in theory, Noah's probably right, but we all know why the NBA is called the World Champions because the NBA is considered the premier professional basketball league in the <laughs> world, okay? And the teams that win the NBA Finals are considered to be the best in the world at the sport of basketball. Noah said there are no flags in the NBA. It's several, okay? American, Canadian, suburban, the Democratic Republic of the, Co the Congo, Spain, uh, Senegalese, French, okay? Whatever Luke is, all right? Noah, uh, Noah, the best players in the world come to play in the NBA, okay? The last three MVPs of the league aren't even American. Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, okay? An American James Harden hasn't won an MVP since 2018. And look, I'm not going to argue semantics with you because technically you're right. Even though the NBA is the best basketball competition in the world, okay? Even though Michael Jackson once said, we are the world. Even though Nas said, the world is yours. But I'll go back to the question Larry King said to always ask, why? Why spend your moment throwing shade at other people? Your moment. Throwing shade at a whole other sport that has nothing to do with you. When I heard these statements, I didn't think you were American. I just assumed you had to be from another country talking like this, looking down on us arrogant Americans. But I didn't hear an accent, and I was like, damn, he runs for the USA, so what's his story? And it didn't take long for me to figure out what's the problem here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Noah Lyles, young man, 26 years old. Where do you think he's from, Envy? Florida. Gainesville, Florida. I knew it. What does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and Noah Lyles is clearly no exception. This is your moment, Noah. You won three gold medals. There's nothing you should be talking about in this moment except you, God, if you believe, your family, and the work you put in. This is a moment to show extreme gratitude for the position God and your hard work put you in. I know you feeling yourself, you feeling great, but you absolutely led with ego on this one. This was all your ego talking, and I don't understand why we are in an era where people can't celebrate their moments without throwing some shade or slander on someone else. Is winning not enough anymore? Noah, are you a tad bit jealous and envious of the accolades, attention, and money that NBA players get? Is there a woman in your life that you may have your, have eyes for, but maybe she got eyes for an NBA baller, shot caller? Huh? Did you lose a woman to someone in the NBA? I'm just asking because this is such a random shot at an inopportune time. I don't understand the why of any of this, especially from an American. I don't know what caused you to step on your own moment like this, young man, and you can't moonwalk it back like the man who told us we are the world. Only thing you can do is watch how you step moving forward. But that won't stop us from asking why would a U.S. athlete throw shots at U.S. sports on a day when we should be celebrating U.S. athletes and U.S. sports for being the best in the world. What do we learn from this situation, people? Well, it's a lesson we should all know. But... Never build yourself up by tearing someone else down. Please give Noah allows the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Such a random shot. Such a random shot. All right. Well, mm -hmm. thank you for that donkey today, BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. So, peace, BET. Yes, indeed. All right. Everybody else. Why are you acting like we don't? You don't know what we're doing. I do. No. Let's open up the phone lines. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. So, there's this new app. 
Text with Jesus. Mm. All right. Now, this uh, app is uh, done with ChatGPT, and it's an app where it says that it's for devoted Christians seeking a deeper connection with the Bible's most iconic figures. So let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. If you can text anything to Jesus, what would it be? Like, for instance, right? If I'm Charlemagne, I might say, Jesus, why am I so short? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, if I'm Charlemagne, I might say, Jesus, why is my package so sh- small? What are you talking about? Or if I'm Charlemagne, maybe I might say, Jesus, why did I lose my hair so early in life? If you get a chance to talk to Jesus Envy <laughs> at a time like this, you're wasting your time asking those questions. There's some more important things you could be talking to Jesus about. Right but that's what okay. we're asking. 800-585-1051. Personally, I would ask Jesus, let me talk to your boss. I what? want to speak to the owner. Where's your father? What? All right. <laughs> that's what you said. Get the big man on the phone. Uh, so you play, right? I'm not playing. I want to talk to God. Okay. Okay. That's what I would say if God, I got the opportunity to talk to Jesus. God's not available. If right somebody now. knock on your door right now, and, one, mm-hmm. and, and, and hopefully the kids ain't answering the door, but if one of the kids answers mm-hmm. the door, mm-hmm. they're not going to want to talk to the kids. They want to talk to the parents. Correct. I want to talk to the owner. Where the daddy at? That's what you're going to say? That's what I would say to Jesus. What's up, Jesus? Good to meet you. What's your pops? I, I talked to pops. <laughs> you your, pops talk pops? your pops around? Yes. Your pops around? Really are pops, technically. Okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what I would want to know. What about if Jesus treats you like New York treats Seven Day Adventists and be like, Pop's not home and don't even open the door for you if you try to knock on the door? What, what New York doing? Why would New York do that to the Avengers? The Avengers saved the whole damn city. I didn't say Avengers. I said Seven Day Adventists. All right, anyway, 800-585-1051. If you could text Jesus, what would you ask? What would you say? I bet you the craziest answers come from people in Bronx and, and I can't Florida. Wait to hear. <laughs> Let's talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, there's a new app where you can actually text Jesus. That's right. It's called Text with Jesus. Now, uh, ChatGPT returns the text. Now, this is for a devoted Christian seeking a deeper connection with the Bible's most iconic figure. So, we're asking 800-585-1051. If you could text with Jesus, what would you ask? Did it say that the Jesus is the Bible's most iconic figure? Well, you could, you could not only Jesus, other people in the Bible, too, you could text them as oh, okay. well. Okay, I know Jesus is more popular than everybody else in the Bible, but he's Correct. more popular than his daddy. And right. I think that's what we forget sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is the son. God is the father. Okay. So if I got the opportunity to talk to Jesus, mm-hmm. I would say, why am I speaking to management? I would like to speak to the owner. Mm-hmm. Because technically, we all God's children. Correct. So why do I got to talk to you, my brother, mm-hmm. to talk to our daddy? Mm-hmm. Can I speak to pops? Right. That's what I would ask. That's what you ask. That's what I would want to know. Can I speak to pops, please, Jesus? Now, what happened Jesus said no? I'd be like, why are you acting like that, bro? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why are you blocking me from talking to my pops? Like, why do I always only got to talk to my pops, you know, in my room, on my knees, alone? You know what I mean? Or when I'm driving in my car, why can't I have a conversation with pops right now? Yeah, why we say you sound ungrateful? You sound like the kid that 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 the pops no, never sound, not, not pops never showed up for Christmas. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right. come on, okay, you know, and that's, and that's the other thing people should be what, asking what, Jesus: what? why they got your name headlining all of these things, but you're not really the headliner. Mm. They use you They use you Jesus But you're not really The headliner 
Easter. Mm. It's the Easter Bunny. Mm. Christmas. Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Oh, Santa Claus. The Grinch. It's mad people that got more popping um popping storylines around Christmas than Jesus. Okay. The Tooth you know Fairy. I mean? Yeah, true. I see Jesus ain't got nothing to do with the damn Tooth oh, Fairy. Nah, I mean, somebody yeah. got to lay that money down. Nothing right. to do with the Tooth Fairy. Let's go to the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Beast Bug out of Yonk. It's D-E-A-S-T-B-O-O-G. Okay. All right, man, you got a chance to text Jesus. What you going to text him? Uh, I was just asking why we why, why we still in 2023 going through the things we going through, all the racial um, motivated crimes from these white guys, you know, and um, and why he gave us the will to be so uh, forgetful for it. Jesus going to say, I didn't give you that. Jesus going to say, I didn't give you that. That was my dad. Mm, mm, okay. okay. In fact, Jesus going to hear these hard problems and be like, man, y'all got to take this up from my pops. Okay. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Ladarius, man. From, from where, Ladarius? Oh, I'm from Michigan. Well, I'm from Alabama, Birmingham, but I stay in Michigan. Okay, well, you text Jesus. What you texting him? Well, if I'm texting Jesus, the first thing I would want to know is, I know birds and the bees, God, Jesus created that flower. What about the trees? Everybody uses birds. It is everywhere you go. I wonder if Jesus ever used what is he? I can't even understand him. What you saying? What would you text Jesus, oh. bro? What would I text Jesus? I wonder, you know, Jesus created birds and the bees. I wonder if he ever used trees, because that's a product of his suit. You gonna so, ask so Jesus you, about the birds and the bees and trees? No, you, so you gonna text Jesus? Yeah, weed. I'm talking about Mary. I'm talking about herb. I wonder if oh, he ever weed. used. So weed. you wanna text Jesus yeah. if he smoked weed? Yeah, I wonder if he ever did. He created it. I wonder if it's a great product for humans. I'm sure he did. You heard of the burning bush? Yeah, yeah. see what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. I don't know enough saluting to Jesus. Come on, man, salute yeah, to I Jesus. Yeah, birds ain't nothing but great product. Listen, the reality is not only was Jesus probably high, everybody around Jesus was high too because they thought that man walked on water. You stupid. I mean, think about it. Like, come on now. We all hallucinate. This man was probably amazing, but damn. Walk on water? You think Jesus smoked Reggie? No, hell no. Jesus got the finest of Kush. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's your boy, Drew, from the Daily Rapper Crew. What's good, y'all? Drew, what's up? What would you text Jesus, brother? Yo, I'm going to have to ask Jesus, why every time when you break up with a young lady, you got a small all of a sudden? Jesus going to tell you, take that up with Pops. Pops, <laughs> Pops designed that, too. You know what I'm saying? God designed that, too, yo. What's up with yo, you? Yo, but they be loving it right there. They be loving it right before then. You get what I'm saying? It's the biggest they ever seen. But as soon as you break up, that shrimp all of a sudden. Bro, you got that a lot. You small. You just admit it. Just say, I'm small. Yeah, I'm a grower, not a shower. Come on, don't be putting my business down the street. Oh, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a grower, not a shower. Right. You know what I'm saying? You might see me out the shower and, and, and prejudge me. You know what I'm saying? But then when I get excited, oh, look out. Seven inches, three, four, eight when it's warm out, baby. Oh, my goodness. Okay. 800-585-1051. There's a new app where you could text Jesus. It's called Text with Jesus, and you can ask Jesus anything. And if you could, what would you ask Jesus? 800-585-1051. They say that this app is devoted Christians seeking a deeper connection with the Bible's most iconic figures. Now, the app reportedly uses <laughs> chat GPT's Boy, AI technology over, to interact with, with, with you. So that's what we're asking. It's 800 over. 585-1051. Let's discuss it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about this new app called Text with Jesus, where you could text Jesus anything. We're asking, what would you text Jesus? That is the question. Hello, who's this? What's going on, man? What's going on, morning crew? Why your phone so crazy, brother? I don't know. It's the echo. Okay. <laughs> so if you could text Jesus anything, what would you text Jesus? I would ask Jesus... Where's the garden of Eden at? Oh, that's a good one. I, I know, I know it's still on this earth. 
Okay. Where do you think it's at? It has to be somewhere over there where it all started at. Jerusalem, Bethlehem, like near, near there or something. You know what's so crazy? There's a rumor, and I don't know if this Thank is you, true, but what's this that? is just things of things that I read. They actually say the Garden of Eden is in Florida. Like the alleged site of the Garden of the Eden a Garden of Eden is in like uh somewhere in Florida. I forgot where in Florida, but it's in Florida. Okay. Hello, who's this? I'm dead serious. This is Prince Creed from Virginia Beach, Virginia, by way of Patterson, New Jersey. Okay. Club, Breakfast Club. What up, Prince? Now tell us uh, if you could text Jesus, what would you text Jesus? I would text Jesus why he's allowing the devil to live that long. Because I know it's stated in my lessons back in the days and why the God make devil, right? To show forth his prove his powers, right? And that he would destroy the devil in one day. I'm like, yo, God, the devil is living thousands of years now after that one day. So I would ask God, why ain't take the devil off our planet? What if Jesus said, Let me talk to Pops and then Pops God says the only reason <laughs> the devil is still alive is because y'all keep submitting your will to him. Because you can submit your will to the God in you or submit your will to the devil in you. But so many of us choose to continue to submit the will, submit our will to the devil in us, and that's why the devil is still alive. You ready for that answer? Yo, that's a good answer. And you know what? I can see Jesus saying that. You know what I mean? Because we do us to the devil in with our complaints in the whole nine. That's right. So Charlemagne, I, I I truly agree with that. I won't I won't I won't even be mad at that answer. That's okay. right. I would text Jesus. I would ask if 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 Jesus was a a, a Knicks fan. I would definitely ask why did he create the Dallas Cowboys? That definitely asked that. You know the president of the Fat Lives Matter committee who works with us. Mm -hmm. He said, "I would ask Jesus if you want us to be healthy and in shape. Why a salad seventeen dollars, but yet you have a dollar menu?" Once again, Ooh. Jesus is going to say, that don't got nothing to do with me. That's y'all humans and y'all free will. That's capitalism. Okay? Uh, Jesus and God are going to say, we gave you everything here on this earth for free. That's right. Y'all decided to round it all up and start selling it for higher prices. You the one that wanted a whopper. Uh, the president of the Fat Lives Matter Committee also said he would text Jesus, does the line at the pearly gates look like the line at the DMV? No. No. Because any of y'all can get a license. All of y'all ain't getting into heaven. Hello, who's this? Sean. Sean, what's up, man? If you could text Jesus, what would you text Jesus? Uh, I would text Jesus and ask him, where the hell is Seth Hilarious at? That's a, that's, a, that's a good question. That is a great she, question. She's, she's taking her son to school this, this morning. Yeah, I'm sure Jess Hilarious yeah. is somewhere taking her son to school. But if you could right text now. Jesus anything, that's what you would text Jesus? I mean, I got two questions. Of course, I would, I, I would want to ask about my dad. I mean, but for the show, like, I want to know where the hell I'm asking y'all. Like, I ain't just asking Jesus. Asking us what? <laughs> oh, you mean where she at this morning? Oh, oh you mean you want her here this morning yeah. is what you're saying? Yes. I want her on the show, period, as the, as the new co-host. Well, pray to Jesus' daddy. <laughs> <laughs> pray to Jesus' daddy. Get on right now. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Uh-huh. This is uh, Brad from out of Hillsborough. Hey, Brad. Good morning. Uh, I think that if I was on the, that if I were to be able to ask Jesus one question, honestly, how mad are you at us with the weather and everything else that's going on? You know what I'm saying? Mm. That don't have nothing to do with God or Jesus. That is us. <laughs> We've done these things to the earth. Climate change. Okay. <laughs> All right. We have Yeah, taken, no, no, no. I agree with that. But you know how there's people that how there's people who whenever they see the world going some type of way, they want to talk about like it's a act of God and all that. I'd want to ask him, you know what I'm saying? Check the facts. 
Yeah, that way, at least I could be like, nah, I talked to I talked to Jesus. He said y'all are wrong. Because none of us want to take accountability for our own actions. But the reality is, man, 95% of the things that are happening to us on this planet are our fault. And it don't got nothing to do with God. Hello, who's this? Hello. If you could text Jesus one thing, what would you text Hello? Jesus? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. So, so uh, I got the facts. I got the proof. I got the date. I got the voice. I got the eyes. I got the tattoos. I got the words. I got the name. And I'm trying to let people know that I'm back. <laughs> Jesus, is but this you? Don't nobody want to listen. Yes, it's me. I'm back. What's happening, Jesus? Hey, Jesus on the we got Jesus on the main line. Hey. We got Jesus on the main line. Hey. You know what's so funny Thank about you. this? You know what's so funny about Thank this? You. I always say to myself, if somebody came back right now and told us we he was Jesus, we wouldn't even believe him. Nah, we wouldn't believe him. We wouldn't believe him. You no, wouldn't. Matter, they don't. no matter what miracle he did, we wouldn't believe him. If he walked yeah. underwater, we wouldn't believe him. That's right. If he made all of this fish. I walked underwater. It wasn't that's that's the difference. I walked underwater. What? what? I drowned. I died. I didn't die, though. Lake Alatoona. You can ask anybody. My girl was there. She saw me. It was people standing there. I came out. I was blue. I, don't think I was still alive. I think yeah. it's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. Jesus. Ha have a blessed day. No, it's, called, it's your thought. It's your thought. Yeah, tell Pops I said peace. All right, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is, man, God communicates with us by way of all things, but he's not communicating with us via no damn text message. That I can tell you. No. Okay. No. Have a blessed day. All right. When we come back, we got your rumor report. Uh, over the weekend, there was a report going around that Beyonce is banned from all restaurants. Oh, I heard about that. The Michael Jackson law. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to talk about this Michael Jackson law when we come back. And we'll find out from the source uh, where this actually started. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. We'll get to it next. is The Breakfast Club. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. 
Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now let's get to the rumors. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Now, over the weekend, social media was going crazy off of a statement that this blogger made. Now, he was talking about Beyonce, and during this conversation about Beyonce, he talked about Beyonce being banned from restaurants, and it was called the Michael Jackson Rule? Taylor shut down New Jersey. Beyonce not shutting down New Jersey by just going to a restaurant. Taylor shut down New Jersey. She's causing problems oh, on no, the highway. Beyonce can't, go to, Beyonce can't go to restaurants. Exactly. She's forbidden. Yep. I'm sorry, Charlamagne. I'm dead serious. She's forbidden to go to restaurants. It's, it's actually this thing called like a Mike. It's like the Michael Jackson law. Cause you know how Michael couldn't show up. Like Michael couldn't just He'll walk around hysteria. and call. Yeah, she'll get she'll get uh, locked up for inciting riots. Been, that, that was ten years ago they put her on that. Oh, I heard of that. That's a that's from that podcast called The Brilliant Idiots. Yes, sir. Hosted by Andrew Schultz and Charlamagne the God. It's a new podcast that's been around for ten years, mm-hmm. but. You know, this is a prime example of how nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can literally say anything nowadays, and if it sounds good, folks will run with it. Mm-hmm. I literally said I was lying immediately after I made that statement. I didn't hear that. Well, play that part, right? Me and Andrew studio. both just told two law, two lies back to back. <laughs> but you figure it out. You figure out what's <laughs> Yours is believable. I ain't that's blinking that's up. Nah. They made up a whole law. Oh, that's the Michael Jackson law. Oh, yeah. That law been around forever. Yo. Somebody's going to take that clip <laughs> yeah, yeah. and post it. Let them post it's the it. Ja- there is a Michael Jackson law, though. I, 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 I looked all week and I didn't see... I didn't hear that part. I only heard the part where somebody said that there's a Michael Jackson law and Beyonce is banned from all restaurants. I posted that part on my page. I'm not even mad at the websites and the blogs that reposted the headline. Charlamagne explains why Beyonce is not allowed to eat at public restaurants. But I literally said I was lying right after I said that. The good brother Bun B 
reposted and put sorry see to God but the Queen Beyonce is more than welcome to dine at Trail Burgers and we can anticipate and handle any and all issues on site bruh F you mean I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I was, people serious I was lying okay I have red lobster I mad at you right now it was, a, it was a social experiment just to show that nobody cares about the truth when the lies were entertaining and not only did I say I was lying mm -hmm. I said watch somebody clip this and it become a headline so and that's exactly what happened so it's not true Man, leave me alone. <laughs> How about that? How about y'all leave me alone on this merry Monday morning? Now, a blogger who owes Cardi B $3.9 million offers to pay a six-figure sum to settle debt in bankruptcy. Uh, and Cardi B is like, nah, I need my money in full. Now, uh, the blogger who proposed this plan said that she would play, pay $220,000 uh, to unsecured creditors, which includes Cardi B. Uh, for 20 quarters so 220k over 20 quarters which I think is like 4.4 million dollars something like that and uh, that's what she wants to do to pay Cardi B back her money and now this is all because uh, Cardi B Cardi B sued the blogger over a series of YouTube videos she posted accusing Cardi B of using hard drugs working as an escort and having an STD now that's a prime example of why you better stop just saying things online <laughs> Okay. Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. mm. I and lastly, R. Kelly, the victims uh are awarded ten point five million dollars. Now that's over a threat that shut down the surviving R. Kelly screening. You remember that screening was here in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, they were having a, a, a screening to show the, the documentary and they were all pulled out because allegedly somebody called in and said they were gonna shoot it up. Well the six women who appeared in the surviving R. Kelly docuseries have been awarded ten point five after they successfully sued the disgraced singer and his former manager over a threat that shut down the twenty eighteen screening where so, you gonna get that money from though uh, I guess his uh, I mean he still gets royalties right so it would I, come, I, partly I, come from, from those royalties yeah, I read something recently where uh, Universal Music Group has to pay like a half a million dollars in music royalties to the sexual abuse victims I always thought you know I, I'm surprised that didn't happen sooner like I always thought that they would lean on you know the, the label the label or the, or the Universal or whoever it is well, if to the, get that money well if Universal's paying I'm sure it's not Universal's money I'm sure it's the money from that they from were supposed his, to pay R. Kelly yeah from his yeah, music yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. his music yeah alright and that is your rumor report again let me just salute to everybody that came out to the car show over this weekend it was a two day car show I'm not doing a two day car show again it's just too much work it's just too much time too much energy but we had a great time shout to all the families that came out Saturday it was all about the, the newer cars and shout to East Coast Durango shout to PCNY RV and everybody that pulled up I appreciate it shout to Lola Brooke for giving me uh, her car shout to Little Kim shout to 50 of course uh, so many different people I appreciate you Thank you for trusting me with your cars and uh, all the families that came out. Thank you. And then on Sunday, we did it all old school. So we brought out the old Impalas, the old cars from the 80s and 90s era. And uh, we appreciate you as well. Shout out to Dwight Gooden, uh, Hall of Famer pitcher from the Mets who pulled up. Appreciate you too, bro. And everybody that came out. Thank you so much. It was a success. The car show season was great. And we'll see you next year. Shout out to uh, Louis V, who was actually on the road with me uh, on the tour with us, DJing every Louis event. Louis V. Shout out to Red, who DJed this weekend as well. And I just want to say salute to all. Red, you, you put guys. your invoice in for overtime because you're only supposed to do an hour. He's supposed to do two hours. Two hours. You end up doing six. Yeah, he did six. Night. No, he took care of me. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 all yeah, right. yeah. But uh, salute to Red. Red uh, was supposed to do two hours. He's of course he runs the boards up here, and uh, no DJ showed up on Saturday, <laughs> but night nine DJ showed up on Sunday. But Red held it down, so we salute to you, Red. All right. When we come back, we got the People's Choice mix. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code ENVY for a special offer when you sign up. That's code ENVY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne. Yes, indeed. It's back. Yes, man. My third annual Mental Wealth Expo is back. Mm-hmm. A day of mental health and healing education is happening October 7th at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. Saturday, October 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Put it in your Google calendars now. If you've been to the last two Mental Wealth Expos and you know what to expect, we got panels that include a live podcast. We got breakout rooms. This year, we uh, added the Meternal um, panel, which is addressing the complexities of the black maternal health crisis and the impact that has on your mental and emotional well-being. Salute to the good sister Latham Thomas. You know that uh, she was my, my me and my wife's doula for our last two kids, so she'll be leading that panel. We have some uh, experts like Dr. Alfie Breland Noble. We have Dr. Jay Barnett. We have Dr. Jonathan Lassiter. We have uh, Elliot Connie, Renshawn Miller will be there. Resma Minicum, just to name a few. Dr. Joseph, mm-hmm. Dr. Judith Joseph. Angela Rye will be there. The good brother Carson Daly is going to be there. Michelle Williams, a lot of different people, man. So just go to mentalwealthexpo.com for more information. And remember, this event is free yes. and open to all ages. Okay, it's free and open to all ages. Saturday, October 7th, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. Uh, pull up for this day of mental health education and healing. All right. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, Academy Award winner Denzel Washington returns to one of his signature roles in the third and final film of the Equalizer series. Now, in his final chapter of the trilogy, Denzel Washington returns as Robert McCall. Now, an ex-intelligence operative who dispenses justice to criminals preying on the vulnerable and forgotten. Denzel plays an unapologetic vigilante who uses his skills and training to protect those who can't fight for themselves. Now, in this movie, the stakes are higher than ever. McCall encounters his greatest adversary yet taking on the most dangerous criminal organization in the world, the Italian mob, on their home turf of Italy. Man, that's going to be dope. Denzel is reunited with Dakota Fanning, who he previously co-starred with in the box office hit Man on Fire. Now, it's directed by Antoine Fuqua. You know him from Training Day. And you don't want to miss this. The Equalizer's final chapter. Hard-hitting, cinematic, fun, gritty, and of course, it's Denzel. Did I mention Denzel? I must have forgot Denzel. So you got to witness the final chapter exclusively in movie theaters this Thursday. It's rated R. You don't want to miss this one. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne, the guy we are, the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, it's time to get up out of here on this Monday, man. You got a, a positive note for the people? I do, man. It's really not just a positive note. It's just something that somebody called in and said earlier, man, when they was like, you know, if they had an opportunity to ask Jesus a question via text message, mm-hmm. they would ask him, why is the devil still alive? Mm-hmm. And what I told him is true. I feel like the devil is still alive because God gave us all free will, and he also gave us the ability to choose. And you can choose to submit your will to the God in you, or you can choose to submit your will to the devil in you. If you keep submitting your will to the devil, don't ask why the devil is still alive, okay? We could kill the devil real quick if we all just started submitting our will to the God in us. And that's my positive note of the day. Enjoy your Monday. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.